Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information you ever get the feeling the city walls closing in the concrete jungle suffocating your soul you crave wide open spaces the chance to connect with nature maybe chase some elk fish a private stream well listen up there's a whole world out there and finding your own piece of it just got easier head over to land.com they've got ranches forest mountains you name it search by acreage location the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of land.com it's where the adventure begins Welcome to another edition of the Hornet Tidecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, pleased to be joined once more by the Charlotte Hornets Director of Player Programs and an NBA veteran from right here in Charlotte, Matt Carroll. Matt, back-to-back. We've had the team play back-to-backs and do very well in it, I might add, with wins over New Orleans and Atlanta on back-to-back nights. And now you get to win the podcast. You're here on back-to-back nights as well. Tell you what, I'm com- 2021. I'm coming up. I know you're missing out. I'm missing having you in the booth. As far as I've been told, I was going to get a partner, but COVID-19 has disrupted a whole lot in everyone's lives, and there's far bigger issues than me not having a radio partner. But I'm missing talking to you, so I guess this is where I'll have to get my fun, right? <laughs> For right now, I think we all have to do a little sacrifice. <laughs> the Hornets had the win the other day over the Atlanta Hawks, 113-105, to but the headline was LaMelo Ball becoming the youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double. We talked about that an awful lot yesterday on the podcast, but want to dig a little deeper into it as well and hear some quotes from head coach James Borrego on his young superstar. And before I do, it, it certainly feels like the coaching staff ha- has a love affair with their rookie, and it's not uncommon for coaches across the NBA to give a lot of praise to rookies. Some coaches have different strategies, but there, there's quite a few that'll heap a lot of praise and try and you know win the confidence and win the approval of a young superstar. I don't get the impression that's exactly what's happening, though, with Coach Borrego and the staff for the Hornets. I think they have found their perfect player to match the style of play that they have always wanted here and had good pieces for, but maybe not the perfect piece to set it all in motion and and let it really happen the way they had envisioned. What do you think? Uh, I'd agree, you know, and I, I listen, I, the, what we've seen of LaMelo, I think he can fit in a lot of styles, but the style of play that coach Borrego and his staff wants to play is a, a fast pace up and down the court, looking to 
put pressure on the D, get to the rim, kick out for threes, and LaMelo can do all of that. You know, he really pushes the ball in transition, incredible passer, finding guys around the perimeter, but can also get to the rim and finish. So all the things that Coach Brego has tried to preach to his team over the years, LaMelo Ball is the perfect complement what I've seen so far. As I mentioned, there's a couple quotes from the postgame that I wanted to play for you. Here's uh, James Borrego after the win over the Hawks talking about LaMelo Ball. He's not phased by the moment. It's like he's been doing this for a number of years already. And uh, he was special tonight. Playmaking, shot making, on the boards, uh, made the right decisions. He's a special player. And I love the person. I love the kid. More than anything, I love his spirit. I love what he brings to our locker room, our organization, and um, just proud of him. He's fantastic. He was fantastic tonight. He he certainly was. Matt Carroll's here with us. And Matt, part of the reason that I don't get to have you in the booth with me is that you have uh, a closer relationship with the team. And in order for you to keep that, you can't be next to me because I'm not under the same strict testing protocol. So from what you have seen up close with the players in general and LaMelo in particular, do you have similar takeaways? I really do. You know, I mean, as, as Coach mentioned, he, he's so good in the locker room. You know, and to be as young as he is, you know, he just has innate confidence that most guys his age don't. You know, most guys haven't done much in the league. It takes time to earn that respect and get confident and comfortable. But he has walked in from day one with that. But he does it in a way that it's likable. You know, it's not a turnoff to other players. He's a team-first guy. He's unselfish. He plays such a fun style that I think everybody enjoys playing his style of basketball. He compliments everybody because he makes those around him better. But off the court, he's he's a nice he's a nice kid. He's respectful. He, he's curious. He wants to learn. He makes people feel you know like you're part of something special. So he's got all the intangibles beyond what he does on the court to be a leader, to be a franchise-type player. And he just he's a good person. And I think that's what I've been really impressed with. Ahead of the game against his brother in the New Orleans Pelicans, there were a couple interviews done and the topic of their dad came came up more than once and, you know, talking about all his his boasting and as well as how, you know, prepared he got his boys to be at this level. But when it came to talking about, you know, how he is as a person, LaMelo credited his mom. And it's a reminder that, you know, we're, we're all a reflection of some of the, the best qualities that both of our parents give us. We, we hope is what we are able to give to our children. And, you know, mom does not get nearly the attention as dad does. And, and there's a reason for that. LeVar takes a lot of oxygen out of the room. But uh, this is just a, a great reflection of a great mom and, and a lot of NBA players uh, you, you know, I'm thinking of Kevin Durant when his MVP speech, you know, they thank mom because mom has such a, a big imprint on a kid's life. And in one of the best qualities about LaMelo, he credits mom for it. Yeah, he really does. And, and obviously his mom has done a great job, you know, raising him and, you know, the qualities that he does have and that he's been given from her and, and from his father also. I mean, just just impressive you know i mean they, they've done it the, the right way and, it, and i love hearing the the praise and the credit he gives to his mom because as you mentioned <laughs> the dad gets all the credit usually right because he's got the voice and you know he's been in the spotlight and seems to like it the mom you don't hear about as much but Clearly, she's had a major impact on LaMelo, and whatever she's done with him, she's done the right thing. And I don't want LeVar coming after me either, okay? Because he, he I've given him a lot of credit, deserved, 
because he's raised a heck of a young man, a heck of a young group of men who have had great success and are just, you know, they've they've come out and they've done a lot of the right things. I have zero zero complaints about anything, but we can give mom some credit, too. Uh, Hornets got the win the other day. We're getting ready for the contest against the Knicks. But I still want to talk more about the triple-double because it's been the talk of the NBA now for the last 48 hours. So we'll get more into that with Matt Carroll in a moment. But I want to encourage you all to download the Hornets app as well onto your mobile device. It'll give you access to all new features and exclusive content. You don't want to miss the new game day experiences for every game this season. It gives you information and digital activations, and it's available only through the Hornets app. Matt Carroll with me. We're going to be getting you ready for the contest against the Knicks tonight, I promise. But just one more segment. One more pretty please, Matt, about the triple-double. Is it okay? Absolutely. I love talking about (laughs) triple-doubles. And the youngest one in NBA history played a quote from JB earlier. I want to give you one more. uh, Head coach James Borrego on his rookie sensation. I think it's mostly just his poise and his confidence out there that he is not rattled by the moment. It's like he's been doing this for a number of years. And a 19-year-old rookie does not look like this. This is just rare what you're seeing. Talked a little bit yesterday on the podcast about the physical development from LaMelo Ball. Certainly there is going to be a, a bit more meat put on those bones at some point over the course of his career. Uh, and maybe we'll see some of the effects of the, the grind of a full NBA season 30, 40 games into it on LaMelo, because after all, even though he played professionally before, he didn't play the full length of the season in Australia. You know, you got to assume at some point it has an effect on him, but so far, so good in terms of physically being able to handle the load. I, I think so. And, but listen, it's early in the season. I mean, as an NBA player, you know, he's probably still excited, you know, and not feeling any pain, right? you know, yet or soreness, but as the season gets going, you get to the, the grunt and the grind of the NBA season, you're traveling, you know, it wears on everybody, not just a rookie. And, and every rookie goes through kind of the rookie wall where your body's kind of saying to you, man, I'm tired. You know, I've played more games this year than I ever have in my entire life, playing against bigger, stronger players than I ever have. So your body takes a beating. Immensely, it gets tough. You know, you know, every single day, and you feel like you're playing every day. You're playing almost every other day. It's tough, and that's why taking care of your body is so important. But you got to hope and believe that Lamelo is just so prepared, differently than most, that he knows what his body needs. And the Hornets have such a great sports performance training staff that will continue to take care of him. That will help. But at the end of the day, he still is a rookie. He still is 19 years old. He's going to feel it eventually, and I think it's just a matter of we'll see how can he fight through that when he gets to that point. I don't get the impression that LaMelo cares about stats or starts, but an awful lot of people around Charlotte and the NBA uh, fandom world seem to care a lot about it. Do you think there's an element of protecting the long-term season and long-term investment in LaMelo and keeping him in a rotation, whether he ends up starting or not, you know, making sure that he's not taking on too many minutes too early in his career and taking advantage of the fact that you do have established premier NBA guards and Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham to lean on as well. I do. I think there's a balance in it, and I think Coach Borrego has done it already. We'll continue to find the right number of minutes and time and rotation for LaMelo Ball. But at the same time, if he continues to play and produce the way he is, 
it's going to be challenging, you know, for any coach because you don't want to take him off the court. The team plays better when he's in the game. So I think there, there, there will come a point when Coach Borrego is going to have to make some tough decisions and maybe not play him as much as he wants to play him just because that's probably what's in the best interest of LaMelo. You don't want to wear him down. You don't want to burn him out. But there might come a time when Coach is going to say, man, I wish I could play him the whole entire game. To take that out to, to the larger context of the team, about a week ago when the team was leaving Philadelphia, Coach Borrego was talking to the media, and he, he referenced that he was going to make a change to either the lineup or the rotation. And most people on the internet took that to mean someone new is going to come into the rotation or someone new is going to come into the starting lineup. And the opposite happened. Instead of widening the pool of players, he shrunk it. More minutes went to Gordon Hayward and to Graham and Rozier and LaMelo Ball, and less minutes went to other players on the roster. It certainly has worked in terms of wins and losses. As a former NBA player, how sustainable is this? Because normally the shrinking of the, the playing cycle happens in the postseason. You tend to have, at that point, your premier players play more minutes and you kind of widen things out in the regular season to take some of the burden off them. So how long can the Hornets sustain this? You know, I, I, it's hard to say how long, but I, I think what it shows is, you know, Coach Borrego in the beginning, you know, was giving or just kind of feeling it out, giving everybody more of an opportunity. And, and, and I agree with your point, Sam, that normally this rotation shrinking down happens later in the season, but I think it shows you also that, listen, Coach Borrego and the Hornets, are trying to win, you know, and they're trying to win right now. You know, they don't want this season to kind of slip away and, and just keep feeling things out. I think he, he saw enough in, in a short number of games to say, okay, I got a good feel. This is kind of the, the rotation we're going to go with right now. And to his credit, it's worked. I asked JB about this before the Hawks game, and he said, you know, quite specifically that this was not going to be the rotation, the starting lineup till the end of the season, that at, at some point, maybe not saying, you know, projecting, well, hey, at some point this isn't going to work, but more so saying it's, it's the NBA. You know, teams adjust, things happen. At some point, a change is going to be made. You know, it's not going to be these nine guys playing all the minutes and specifically seven or eight guys playing the majority of them. You know, you, you have to widen it out. But there is an element of, of, you know, riding the hot streak. The Hornets have won three in a row. They are playing outstanding basketball. Uh, this is not a franchise that has been to the playoffs in a little while. You might want to ride this streak as long as you can. I think you do. And I think the other part that I think about for this season in particular is, you know, it's limited games. We're not playing 82 games this season. So you don't want to get out of the gate slow, get behind where it's going to be even more difficult to catch up. If, if you pile up a, a decent amount of losses early in the season. So if you could stop that, jump out in front early, put together a, a good record early in its first half of the season, you know, then, you know, with limited games this season, all of a sudden you could be in the hunt and other teams won't have as many games to catch up that aren't in the hunt. So I do think this first half of the season is, is very important. Also, my plea to everyone to, to stop with the, hey, let, LaMelo Ball has to go in the starting line. Let's just enjoy a win streak for a little bit, okay? If, if it's good luck for LaMelo to come off the bench even, let's, let's ride that for a while. Although I, I know we're not going to turn off that uh, soundtrack because it's been going all year and probably will go for a while. And hey, the kid's de- demanding more minutes and he's gotten them. Hornets are on a win streak, and they're going to try and continue it tonight against the New York Knicks. We will break down that game, but first I want to encourage you all to 
make sure you check out the season ticket packages that are already available for the 2021-2022 season. They're available now. You can guarantee your price right now. And for more information on them, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to live chat with a season ticket representative. The New York Knicks are not exactly the New York Knicks from the last decade or so. This has been an organization that has struggled for a long time, but at one point they'd won five of six games on this young season and uh, have been above 500 for most of the season now. Got Matt Carroll here, and we want to break down the game. Hornets are certainly playing well, but let's talk a little bit about the opposition. The the big-name rookie addition for the Knicks was Obi Toppin out of Dayton, a high flyer. I saw him play for the Flyers. He was a special special player in college, a great story, a lightly recruited player who had a major growth spurt and just took off in the Atlantic 10 with Dayton. Uh, Just a great, great story, but his time has been limited in the NBA due to a strained right calf. Looking at the rest of the roster, though, this is a team that has some talent. Uh, It's certainly no one to be taken lightly. You've got Austin Rivers, who I think has established himself as a very, very good either starting guard or first guy off the bench. You've got R.J. Barrett, who came out of Duke with so much promise. You've got Alfred Payton, who's a former first-round pick. Julius Randle, who's a former first-round pick, who both have had good games recently. What do you think of the Knicks and the potential for the Hornets to stretch this to a four-game win streak? Well, I think the the Hornets have had some success against the Knicks over the years. Now, the Knicks are off to a good start. It's a new season. The Knicks have some good talent. They have some good young talent. Although they don't have a lot of household names, I wouldn't say. But you know what? They're playing good basketball. So this is a game the Hornets cannot take lightly. And the way the Hornets are playing right now, though, I think they're probably pretty excited about this matchup. But I anticipate it to be a a pretty good game. The one thing that stands out to me looking at the statistics uh, is that the the Knicks seem to play more of, I I would say, what what we conceive to be conventional NBA basketball with some one-on-one matchups and players trying to win those. I even look back to, you know, trying to find a similar box score. They played the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, won 113 to 108. Big games that day. Julius Randle had 28 points, 17 rebounds, 9 assists. Not quite as good as Lamella because it's not a triple-double, but still it's pretty good. But you look at their assist to field goal ratio and it's not close to what Charlotte does. Does the fact that the Hornets are playing a great style of team basketball make them less susceptible to having an off night because you're not dependent on any one player or more susceptible because you need the whole machine to work rather than just one major cog as is the case on other teams that have superstars or teams like the Knicks who just have a slightly lower assist to field goal ratio? I'd say a little less you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, the Hornets are, are running at, you know, full power when they are hitting shots, you know. So there are games when your whole team can go dry and go cold. But I think I would say a little bit less from the fact that it's not just one player that you're counting on each night. You know, we've seen different guys step up each game now for the Hornets that can be carry the grunt of the scoring individually each game. And they have, you know, probably five or six players that can score 20 plus points on any given night for the Hornets. The Hornets have won four straight and six of the last seven against the Knicks. Now, I think this Hornets team is fundamentally different than the last couple of seasons. I would think you'd agree with me because even though you've got a majority of the core back, Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball are 
transformational types of players to a roster. Uh, they don't necessarily fit into what you do. You fit into what they do. So far, the results have been pretty good. But any reason to believe that you know that that win streak and the head-to-head rivalry has been seriously altered by the additions for either side? No, I, I don't think so. And I think, like you said, you know, with Gordon Hayward as good as he's playing this season, Lamelo Ball, you've added two players that are only going to help this team against the Knicks. And I don't see that doing anything but being a benefit and a positive addition to this Hornets team against the Knicks. Well, Matt Carroll, we have uh, gotten you to do a back-to-back. Now, the Hornets, you know, they're on a three-game win streak, so if they win again, are you coming back tomorrow? We'll keep it rolling. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm superstitious. I'm with you. Matt Carroll, we appreciate his time very, very much joining us here. He's the Charlotte Hornets Director of Player Programs as well as a 10-year NBA vet. Most of it played right here in the Queen City of Charlotte. Thanks so much to Matt Carroll. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and supporting the Hornets Hivecast. We will be back tomorrow to break down the Hornets game against the Knicks. Maybe it'll be the game that puts them above 500 and keeps this win streak to four games. To find out, you'll have to tune in tonight. There's a couple ways you can do it. You can listen or watch the game on Fox Sports Southeast as well as the Fox Sports Go app or listen on WFNZ and the Hornets mobile app. Hope to have you along for the ride. For everyone here on the Hornets Hivecast, I'm Sam Farber saying thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.